We're glad you've joined us today for Meeting with God. Meeting with God is the radio preaching ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus. We're in the middle of a series called Thriving in an Upside-Down World, and today we're going to listen to the second part of a message called Ambassadors for Christ. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul's identity was to come under the authority and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to go out as a, as a representative to a fallen humanity to talk about God's reconciling plan. Now that's amazing when you think about it. Here is God, so far greater than Caesar Augustus, so far greater than any ruler Certainly we should be the ones coming to him on our knees, begging for mercy, begging for grace, and yet it is him, it is God himself who sends ambassadors to us. You know, I was thinking about this on a personal level. What does it mean for us to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ? You ever thought about that? I mean, we know that in a general sense. Okay, I'm an ambassador. I, I'm, I'm supposed to represent Jesus Christ. Well, I had kind of a practical moment this week where I was writing a sermon about ambassadorship while I was also having this experience. So I was in Starbucks, and that's kind of where I've been working most of the time now. And I'm drinking my coffee, and there's a couple people kind of sitting, talking in the star- Starbucks. And, and then one of the, the employees of Starbucks comes over and says to us, um, you got to put your mask on. I know you all are hating masks right now, and I'm just enjoying the fact that you have a mask and I don't. Um, No, I appreciate you wearing that because that's part of what we're asked to do right now, and there's reasons for that, and we're loving one another by doing it. But anyways, I was sitting in Starbucks. I was more than six feet away from any living human being. And as I'm sitting there, she says, and she says, no, you need to put your mask on. I'm like, well, I'm drinking a coffee. That's why I'm here. And then she just, no, but you need to put your mask on. I started to go, so what you're saying is that in between sips of coffee, I need to have my mask on. Well, isn't like this is like a restaurant where you can take, she's like, no, sir, you need to have your, at that moment, right as I was about to discern what I was going to say next, it happened to dawn on me that I had my vertical church sweatshirt on. And I realized at that moment, my tone, no matter what I said, the words, the tone, the tact I did or didn't have, was not representing me now. I was representing someone else. And I don't know if she's a believer or not. I have no idea. But she was going to have thoughts about churches and those in churches and ultimately the Savior who, who leads the church based on what I did in the next few seconds. You see, sometimes we need to realize that ambassadorship isn't a theory. It's something we do every day every moment of every day. Ambassadors aren't just about messages being delivered. They're representatives of a greater leader or some authority. They are simply representatives. Now let's talk about that a little bit more here. What does it mean to be a representative? I want to look at three questions that we can think about and process as we're thinking about am I the type of representative that God wants me to be. Look back at verse 14. I love Paul's spirit. This is the spirit that God wants us to have. He says in verse 14, for the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, that's Jesus Christ, therefore all have died. 
And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. I love what it says there. He says that because Jesus Christ has died for us and we live through him, he says that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. You see, because Jesus died and was raised and we identify with him, we are in Christ spiritually, it's no longer us just living our lives the way we want to keep ourselves happy. Now we live for him. He is the one that controls us. Our every move represents him. Here's the first question I want to ask you. Have you embraced your exciting identity? You see, this embracing this identity means that we no longer live for ourselves. I don't live for myself. I live for Jesus Christ. You don't live for yourself. You live for Jesus Christ. It's more than just a role. I'm an ambassador. An ambassador would think of himself in a role. But Jesus Christ calls us to an identity as a child of God, as an ambassador for Jesus Christ. What does it mean to have an identity? You know, most of us, would think of ourselves as Christians. Somebody asked you, what's your biggest identity? Most of us would say, I'm a Christian. Then we'd quickly say, I'm a Buckeye fan. Most of you would. Because that's such a big thing in our culture. But so I want you to think just for a moment about your identity as a Christian. Sometimes we stop there. I'm just a Christian. I'm here. I'm a Christian. I go to church as a Christian. I am maybe in small group as a Christian. I live as a Christian. I'm generally a Christian at home. I generally do Christian things. I generally parent Christian. I, I guess I'm a Christian. I try to live like a Christian. I want to ask you to take that up a level over the next few weeks. The next few weeks we're going to be talking about what does it mean to be an ambassador? Because I believe that God wants us to embrace an identity as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. I'm not just here going through life, hoping I don't have too bad of a life so that I can get to heaven where it gets really good. Listen, listen. God wants you to have so much more of a fulfilling life by embracing what it means to be an ambassador. Look with me at verse 18 and verse 19. The end of verse 18, it says... This is all from God, scooting ahead. It says, who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Then verse 19, entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Listen, I want you to know this. God has given you, God has given you a ministry and a message that he wants you to take to this world. He wants you to represent it's got to be personal. It's got to be your identity. It's not just one of those things we do. It is who we are. Have you embraced your exciting identity? We know the purpose of an ambassador is to communicate and represent someone effectively. I don't know if you've ever been in a foreign setting. I've enjoyed being in a foreign setting a few times and you know, they say that nonverbals are what, 90% of our communication? That's true until you're in Germany. Because then when you need to find something so basic as a restroom or a restaurant or something else, suddenly you realize that no matter how many pointing things you do and how much in-tone inflection and all this, it doesn't really help much at all. 
So how do we make sure that we're ambassadors that are able to communicate well? Keep in mind, ambassadors were always going somewhere foreign. How do we make sure that when we're communicating, we're communicating in a way that people can embrace the message? I'm so blessed that we celebrate every week this amazing message of reconciliation. Have you ever thought about how different your life would be if there was no reconciliation with God through Christ? Do you know what your existence would be like if there was no peace with God through Jesus Christ? I want to talk just for a moment about this message of reconciliation. There's really five aspects that I want to share right here from the text. I love how Paul fleshes out the message of reconciliation. Look at the text. First, God's initiative Notice that it says all this is from God. Your being reconciled to God has nothing to do with you. If God had not initiated contact with you, if he had not done something first, there would be no discussion about reconciliation. The beauty of the gospel is that God himself has initiated reconciliation with you. He found you. He looked for you. He made you. And he wants you to be reconciled. He came for you. Then second of all, the cross of Jesus Christ, one of the most amazing verses in scripture. Look ahead at verse 21. It says, for our sake... He, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's called the great exchange. God took Jesus, sent him to earth. Jesus lived a perfect life, and God put on him the penalty that you and I both deserve. And in exchange, he put the righteousness and reward of that onto us, Christ's cross. But here's the third thing I want you to see right here in the text that's utterly amazing, and I hope it will shake up your day. If you look back at the text, verse 19, it says, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Then get this, not counting their trespasses against them. Wait, wait, what? Not counting their trespasses against them. I want you to think about that. Like, not counting. Listen, when we think about the gospel, we not only think about God's initiative, not only about Christ's cross, but God's counting skills and choices. And I want you to imagine for a moment, you know, I don't know when you pay your credit card bill, but I'm the one that pays the credit card bills in our family. I know at a certain time in the month, I got to go in and I got to pay for the credit card bill. Now, how crazy would it be if you went, whoever you in the family that you know, you know who you are, and you go in and you log in and you're ready to pay the credit card bill and you're like, wait, wait, the the balance is zero. Hey, honey, did you stop buying food? I know that didn't happen in our family because we eat a lot of food. I'll just put it that way. Hey, honey, did you, did you pay the credit card bill? Uh, no. So you look a little deeper. You're like, that can't be right. Do we win some sort of sweepstakes where you get like free credit card for a year or something? And then you look deeper and you're like, well, I don't know, I'll have to figure that out later. And you go to pay your mortgage and there's a zero balance. And now you got to get on the phone. Somebody's hacked my stuff. My house probably belongs to somebody else now. 
and you go in and you call the mortgage company and they say, oh, no, sorry, sir, someone just, it, it's your house. It's, we don't have anything to do with that anymore. And you're like, this, this is nuts. But before I finish this, I'm going to pay off my school student loans. I better check on that too. I bet they messed that up too. You see, that's what it's like when the grace of God, the reconciliation of God comes into your life and it says that God no longer counts our trespasses against us. Most of us would say, well, that would be the most amazing day in all of my life. I would, all these debts paid off. I'm debt free. I, I could, a house is paid off and the school is paid off and, and the credit card is paid off. And then you find another note in there somewhere that says, not only is your credit card paid off, it's perpetually getting paid off by someone else. And that's where you'd find out the difference, you know, in couples. There's always one spender, and there's always one saver. The saver's going to be all like, what's going on here? I know, I know somehow we're going to, and the spender's like, sweet! Let's spend before they figure out what happened, you know. But you know, when it comes to our relationship with God, one of the most amazing things is that we are ambassadors of a message of a God who no longer counts things against us. This is Pastor Luke Aarons from Vertical Church Columbus. If you're listening to Meeting with God, you're clearly interested in God's Word. And one of the great joys of my life is seeing people grow together in God's Word on a weekly basis. And these messages are a part of our weekend services. If you don't have a church family, let me invite you to join us this weekend. Our church home is located in Columbus near Route 315 and Henderson Road. Details are available at verticalchurch.life. And though all that day would be awesome to find everything paid off, there's an even greater day. When you embrace Jesus Christ by faith, all the debts counted against you are no longer there. Your sin is covered. It is on Jesus Christ. You no longer are, there's nothing to pay. And it doesn't matter even when you mess up beyond there because that goes on the tab too. Here's the thing I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to marinate in that. God's initiative, Christ's cross, God's counting skills and choices, but there's two more things too. God's offer of reconciled relationship. If you look back at the text, the beginning of verse 18, it says, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. Verse 19, that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Now here's an amazing thing that sometimes we just look right past. God is not reconciling us to be gooder people. God is not reconciling us to be ethical people or more moral people. God is reconciling us to himself. You see, that's why Christianity is so much different because it's a relationship with the eternal God. God wasn't just trying to get us to a better place. He's trying to get us to him. To reconcile us to him into relationship. The number five. Not only God's initiative, Christ's cross, God's counting, God's offer of reconciled relationship, but new creation status. One of my favorite verses in all of scripture, look at verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, literally in the Greek, it says, if anyone in Christ, new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. As I've said before, we're like, well, how could that be? How can I be a new creation? I know how flawed I am. I know how what a failure I am. I, I don't even 
How can that be possible? Well, as I've said before, it's kind of like the reverse cancer. We know what it means to be infected. <laughs> infected, infected. That's all we're thinking about. Infected on the news, infected with the virus, all of the. But listen, I want you to imagine that reverse cancer could be, you could be infected with reverse cancer. And if there was some sort of thing that came into you and then suddenly it began to change you and make you almost like reverse aging and you suddenly, all the things that, you know, as you get older don't work or don't work as well, they suddenly got fixed and they're better and you can run faster and all those things, you just changed. Listen, that is what happens to you spiritually when you become a new creation in Jesus Christ. It's a progressive, you're saved completely, but that process is being worked out into you. You are a new creation. And here's one thing you need to remember. Many of us define ourselves by our past, good or bad, but God defines us by our future. When God looks at us, he looks at you and sees Jesus Christ perfect. He also knows where you're going and he sees what you'll be. Now think about this. Sometimes we come with hopelessness and despair. The question I have for you is, have you experienced the power of the reconciling message of Jesus Christ. Many of us would say yes. But here's the second question I want to give you. Are you marinating in the message of reconciliation? You know, meat is great. You can slather stuff on it and throw it on the grill in five minutes. But we all know that if you take that meat and you get some sauces and some oils or spices and different things, and you put that meat in that. It's not just on the surface of the meat. It it gets into the meat. And what God wants us to do is to experience the message. He wants the gospel to not just penetrate what we do on the weekends when we go worship. He wants to penetrate. He wants the gospel of reconciliation to penetrate every aspect of our lives how we treat one another, the hope that we live with, the joy that we live with, that is meant, that is meant to be powerfully affected as we marinate in the gospel. Listen, the best ambassadors, the best ambassadors for Jesus Christ are reconciliation marinating ambassadors. Those who are experiencing all of the grace in reconciliation, us with God, God not counting, God putting things on Jesus Christ, those who are thinking on that and marinating in that constantly are the best ambassadors. Because when they go out and talk, when they go out and represent God, they're constantly overflowing with the grace and joy and peace of God. Listen, real ambassadors are given an identity, and a message. But there's one more thing that they're given, and that is a mission of reconciliation. Look at verse 20 with me. It says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Listen, God doesn't want you to just think of yourself as an ambassador. He doesn't just want you to know the message of reconciliation. He wants you to embrace the mission that he's given each one of you. This is not just a mission for the pastor or a few. It is the mission of the entire church. And as we look forward 10 years to what God is going to do, 
It's going to be about whether only some or all embrace the message and the mission of reconciliation, who begin to view ourselves as ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Now think about that. What does an ambassador do? If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to first be reconciled to God. But then once you've been reconciled to God, it opens you up to then go to others and help them to be reconciled to God. And even beyond that, to help those who need to be reconciled to one another, which is what Paul also did in Corinth. I want you to think for a moment of which of these ambassadorship options, if you if somebody called on the phone and said, you know, we'd love for you to be an ambassador. It was so cool meeting some, uh, when we were in Barbados a couple of years ago meeting, there was uh, a member of the American embassy that started going to their church, which was kind of cool uh, to meet them and to see how God had led them there. Let me give you a, a bunch of choices. If you had to choose an ambassadorship to take, would you choose China? You get a lot of action there. Or Chile, kind of interesting. Canada, I think you'd just be mostly chilling there. Switzerland, I don't even know what you would do as an ambassador with Switzerland. I guess you'd just go skiing. I mean, they don't get to war with anybody. Why would you choose the country you would choose? You see, some of us like to live in the action. Some of us want to chill. Some of us just want interesting. But here's the thing that God wants. God wants us to be willing to go wherever he leads us. God wants ambassadors who are willing to go to Columbus and all different parts of Columbus and wherever God has located you and to bring the message of reconciliation with a passion. Here's the last question I have for you. Have you stepped up to fulfill your mission? Listen, you are God's representative in this time and in this place. I'll close by saying this. God is looking for ambassadors. He is looking amongst us and looking for those who will embrace the identity and the message and the mission of being an ambassador. God is looking for ambassadors who are passionate about being agents of reconciliation. Look up here when I say this. Are you willing to embrace that call? You see, that's what we're going to be talking about about the next few weeks. How do we, how do we live as ambassadors? How do we walk that out? How do we do it effectively and fruitfully? How do we reach those who are around us? But listen, it begins with this. Are you willing because if you're not willing, God can't use you. But God wants to use you. He wants to use you as his representative if you'll embrace the call. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this message that reminds us that no matter where we are today, personally, spiritually, relationally, we thank you that you are the God of reconciliation and that you call us to yourself. We thank you that you're the God that sends out ambassadors to find us. But Lord, as we see this text, as we're reminded of these awesome truths of your grace, Lord, we're confronted with the question of whether we ourselves will embrace this identity as ambassadors of your son, Jesus Christ.
Father, I pray not only tonight that we would say yes, but over the next four or five weeks, Lord, as we learn what it means to be an ambassador in a foreign place and how to thrive as ambassadors, Father, I pray that you would speak to us and change us and challenge us so, Lord, in this next 10 years, we can reach more people with the gospel message. Lord, more people who are hopeless, who are discouraged, who are despairing. Lord, we look around, we look around our, our, our city and our state and our nation and we see hopelessness and conflict conflict and the Lord you want to speak into that and God you are Lord over all and you send your ambassadors into the dark places into the conflict ridden places with a message of reconciliation God give us a passion for that and let us live it out by your grace and your spirit in the name of your son Jesus Christ our Lord our Savior our friend pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Meeting with God, the radio ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus, Ohio. If you missed part of today's message or would like to hear other messages from Pastor Luke Aarons, please visit our archive of Meeting with God radio programs at our website, verticalchurch.life. There you'll find a collection of past messages from God's Word, which you can listen to easily, as well as share with your family and friends. Also on our website, you can learn how to connect with Vertical Church personally if you're in Columbus or leave a prayer request. As always, we hope you'll join us here tomorrow at the very same time for your meeting with God. Meeting with God is the teaching ministry of Vertical Church Columbus. For more information, go to verticalchurch.life.